Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand human, and I help entrepreneurs be in the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Elevate Podcast, episode number two. Today's guest is Mary Hodges, the host of the Abundantly Being podcast. And today we're going to discuss shifting your perspective to enjoy the journey instead of believing that you need something else before you can be happy. And also the overwhelming business advice on goals, chasing success, and how the dominant hustle culture sets us up for failure. Listen in. Hey, everyone. Today, I'm here with Mary Hodges, and she is the host of the Abundantly Being podcast. And she helps entrepreneurs create a thriving life and business from the inside out so that they can experience more flow, more fun, and more freedom when they share their gifts to the world. Welcome, Mary. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about Abundantly Being and who you are, what you do, who you help. Sure. I actually, so my business actually recently went through a name change and kind of a shift in purpose. And the name really represents kind of where I'm at in my journey as as far as the way I'm thinking about life differently than some of these like dominant stories that have been sold to us. Um, Mm -hmm. When I first started this business, I named it the grind to greatness, which is a very like hustle and grind culture name. Um, And I was focusing my content primarily on things like goal setting, having a vision, productivity. And as I went through life, I started really kind of questioning some of these rules that were told, like, this is how you're supposed to do life in order to be happy. What I realized in my journey um, in in the shortest version is that we have this emphasis in our culture on always doing always being busy, always chasing after something. And we're missing like the other so very important side of life. And that's being, that's really showing up with present awareness to what we're actually doing so that we can enjoy what we're doing. Um, And when I started kind of doing things in my life, like meditating more, kind of slowing down a bit, taking time to self-reflect, and just be in the present. When I started making that more of a focus in my life, I realized that my mindset shifted from this thing of always chasing something to realizing I had everything I needed in me, inside me already. I already was abundant if I, if I chose to feel that way. And once I did that, it really kind of opened me up to this, like seeing life from all these different new possibilities. And I realized that I could not I could no longer operate my business from a place that represented kind of like an old story that no longer really applied in my life. So I changed the name to Abundantly Being. And I work with entrepreneurs who are really kind of in the space where they are not really resonating with the overwhelming advice that they hear about how to do business. They are tired of chasing success, whatever that means. 
Like, do we ever ask ourselves what that even means and where, where we're running to? And they want to connect kind of deeper to themselves. They want to know how to be more present in their business, bring that present awareness to their business so that they can, so that they can create a thriving life and business from the inside out instead of the outside in. So everything that we've learned from business and and society in general is all outside in. You need all these things outside of you to fulfill the inside of you. And we've got it all backwards. You really have to get right inside before you can change the outside. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree with that. And I love that, that, uh, you know, I felt the same way when I started my business, that if I wasn't busy, I wasn't doing it right. Absolutely. And we, we get told that by a plethora of memes and social media influencers, and we're getting that messaging all the time. Think about how many times you've heard the quote, um, you can sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Well, I always say, if you follow that advice, you'll, you'll be six feet under before you really should be. <laughs> the only place that lands you is actually dying sooner (laughs) because you need sleep to survive. And so I think some of these messages that we, that our dominant culture spreads about what building a business looks like just leaves us in this place where we feel unsure about ourselves. We don't feel confident. We, because if we want to sleep, it's like, we, we feel like, Oh my God, I, I must not want this hard enough. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we're hearing some pretty big voices out there that are starting to really deconstruct that, these unhealthy messages so that we can really start to take care of ourselves. And then we can take care of our families. And I think from there, it's a ripple effect of people just living a much healthier lifestyle. Yes, I, I totally agree. So I follow many you know people that have that same ideology of, business that, you know, you can't take care of your business or thrive in your business or your life if you're not taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and something I find with a lot of entrepreneurs, like solo entrepreneurs, especially is that their business becomes such a huge part of their identity. And there's got to be some, well, first of all, you have to understand that your identity is really like something you've really made up and it's like based on your perception Uh and a lot of times the way we create our identities like for me one of my big old identities that I kind of had to like grow out of which led to the name change of my business was this person that had to always be achieving and succeeding um, and then getting that validation from third parties and outside people because very young I created the story or I learned like I somehow interpreted events in my childhood as that's how I received love And so super high achiever. Um, and then always feeling like I remember my very first business was a law firm. I have a law degree. Um, this business for me is actually something I'm growing on the side of having a law firm. Wow. Um, and I went to law school because I thought that was like the path to success because I had no other reference point for what that looked like. Right. And I just remember feeling like if I wasn't always achieving or wasn't always chasing something or setting a goal and then moving the, moving the ladder up and stepping up the ladder. And one time I was like, okay, I've been in business two years and I've actually never looked to see what I've accomplished. And I went back and looked to see how many clients I had worked with, how many countries they, they lived in, how many States. 
And I was just like, I cannot believe in two years of running a business, I have not paused to just say, look what, look how far I've come. Instead, I had all this pressure on myself to keep on climbing up some metaphorical social ladder. Yeah. And not celebrating any of the wins that you had or, you know, giving yourself that great pat on the back that says, Hey, I accept you just the way you are as well. You are not your achievements. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And speaking of achievements, you have a great outlook on, you know, the goals. We're in the beginning of the year. So a lot of people are setting their goals if they haven't already. And, you know, goal setting is scary to a lot of people. And it's scary because I think that they feel like if they don't reach those goals, that they're going to fail. That even if that goal has just been out of their reach, that they didn't succeed because that specific goal hasn't been met. Right. Or they didn't move the needle in any way in their business when even if you were just shy of the goal, like you clearly made some level of progress, right? Exactly. Which should be celebrated. Exactly. And not thought of as a failure at all. Right. Right. Totally be celebrated. And so tell me about your thought on setting goals and how to achieve them. So this is a great question because this year I told you, like when I started my, my business under its like old story, uh-huh. I was all about goal setting. I talked a lot about, I, I loved the smart goal method and like being very specific on what you were trying to achieve. Um, I also realized though, in that journey that um, I wrote a piece called the ugly side of goal setting, which is that we cling so hard to the end result that we don't really enjoy the process of the goal. So we really need to look at goals. If, if you're setting them in your life as kind of just like a benchmark or a guidepost and your focus should be on who you have to become in the journey, your focus should be on just enjoying that process of just those laying that brick every single day, brick by brick and who you can become be, in in search of that goal not necessarily the fact that you have to reach that end result in order to have validation or i'll be happy when syndrome is what i call it yeah but for me specifically i this year for me um i decided not to set any goals because i needed to do something different because my overwhelming story like i shared was one based on chasing and achievement and I knew for me that in order for me to kind of really break free from that, because um, I think sometimes when we create those identities for ourselves, our brains and our bodies literally become addicted to those behaviors. Yeah. And so what I noticed was that even though I knew there was such an importance of like really being present, doing the things to like connect in the moment, I would always find myself going back to that achievement mindset and that chasing mindset. So for me, my, I, I should say this is actually really a goal, but my, my aim or my intention this year is to just release my attachment and my, my brain and body addiction to the need to achieve and be like, really be in the present this year. Um, so I did not set traditional goals in the way, in, in the way I used to, I set, um, certain business aims. So 
yes, in my business, I have something that I am moving towards. I have a, a singular focus on what I want to build and how I want to, how I want to build it. And then kind of sub focuses on like some strategies to get me there. Uh -huh. But I did not set a specific like number benchmark or revenue target this year, because for me, this is kind of like an exploratory, like year for me to change and do something different and see what that feels like. Yeah, um, it feels very freeing to not have those specific revenue goals or, you know, you know where you want your business to go. So absolutely, not having those restrictions as some people may feel that goals are. Right. And I think it really depends on the person and where they are in their journey too. Cause I do see that there's value for some people and kind of setting a target and working towards that, especially if you're like working with a team, right. And you've got to get your team really um, involved and behind the vision and the goals. Yeah. Um, I do think though, that some people might be in a place where they're finding that the goals are really bringing such resistance that they need to just release that part of it. They need to just understand life is so uncertain. There's so much I cannot control, but what I can do is have the intention to like make a focus for the year um, of just being consistent with this one thing that I know will help me grow. And really, if I can do that, wherever I end up is going to be amazing. And so kind of looking at it from that point. So I, I definitely see two sides of the coin uh -huh. for there's a billion of almost a billion humans on the earth. So I can't sit here and say, you should do this strategy. Right. Um, because for me, one of the things I'm kind of rebelling against in general is anytime someone says you should do X, um, because that really just kind of boxes all of us in. Right. So I think there's a couple of like ways that you can look at goals. I think the important thing to remember for our own mental health is like asking whether our attachment to the end result is is helping us or hurting us. Right. And most of the time it is hurting us because we're so focused on that end result that the process of getting there is taking a back seat. Absolutely. So, and, so, and, and we kind of go into it with a future mind, always thinking about the future and then not actually look like being in the present um, right. for the work that we need to do to get there. And I think when you can learn to be in the present, you'll find that there's such more joy and fulfillment in the everyday stuff that you have to do for your business. Exactly. Yes. And I, one of my favorite quotes is that you're responsible for the effort, but not, you're not responsible for the outcome. You yes, just I love that. Yeah, you just can't control all of the, you know, things that could happen, may happen, will happen. There's so much that's not in control that having that huge expectation and that attachment to the outcome is prohibiting you from going forward sometimes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important for us to kind of consider if it's more effective for most people to kind of just look at building those everyday little habits. I think we kind of, we always want to set the big goal to take us to new heights and further places. 
and we fall short. I think there's like, what, 8% of people who set goals actually reach them. And right. that, that was one of the things that I started having to say, okay, well, there's a huge disconnect here. There's a huge disconnect. So is the disconnect in the actual process for setting goals? So I don't know that I'm going to start by saying I have no idea what the answer to this question is, <laughs> uh, but it's something I'm pondering. Is the disconnect in the way we've been teaching people how to set goals? Um, I'm not sure. I definitely know there is some disconnect in what we do in between of actually setting the goal and then the actions that we have to take to even move in that direction. And I think we would be better served in considering what just those everyday activities that if we can incorporate into our life, I think they call them like 1% improvements, right? Or the compound Mm -hmm. effect. Mm -hmm. Or if you can just start doing these little things for your own health, for your life that don't seem like really big in the grand scheme of things. But when you actually restructure your life, it, it, it turns out to having really major and big results. Right. Uh, yeah. I think that, you know, part of the answer to that question could be the mindset behind the goals and how we approach the goals. I, I would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I think we we just mentioned this before, but, you know, that feeling that that goal has to be reached is restricting and stressful. And then I think the other part of it also is that people set these grand goals, but then don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. So like you said, the, to break it down and to do those little things every day and to build that habit to keep keep doing it, that when we don't feel like we're being consistent or that we are haven't that we haven't been so consistent that we feel like we get, are so behind that we just give up. Yeah, absolutely. And we get down on ourselves, right? For not being these super achievers and, and being like the people that we see on Instagram who appear to have it all, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure they don't either. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And it's so I think this, like com- do. Yeah. this comparison game, I think it makes it really difficult to just step outside of that and say, look, like I have no idea what's going on with other people. All I can do is really just do these little things that are going to move me in the right direction and just see where life, see where life comes. If I can work on my mindset, which is just huge, right? My everyday outlook of life. If I can work on doing things to really shift how I view the world in a way that's really more serving for me in a way that makes me show up as a better person for myself and for the people around me. Mm-hmm. And then just really learning the importance of enjoying the process because the yeah. process is really like what, when you get to stretch and become add new skills and even have some bumps and bruises that you get to overcome. Like that's the, that's the fun part to me. Yeah. And then when you look back, like I was just talking to somebody about this today that, a year ago, I wasn't the same person that I am now. My thoughts are different. The way that I look at things are different. And it's exciting to see the growth 
that I have had in the last year. And it's even more exciting to think of where I'm going to be a year from now. Yeah, absolutely. And I I never thought of that before, but that is the journey. Like that is exactly what you're talking about is to be present in the journey and to see where you're going and where you came from and celebrating those things with even with all of the messes, because there will be messes. You know, you know, this isn't going to be like a journey of, you know, we're all throwing our hands up in the, in the convertible riding down the street with the sunset, you know, like it's, there's going to be bumps that, you know, we're all going to be kind of bumping around in that back seat every once in a while, hoping we don't fall out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like that's, that's just the way it goes. And, but to appreciate those bumps too. Because without those bumps, the road doesn't seem as smooth. Right. And it's kind of boring. It would be kind of boring, don't you think? It would, yes. I mean, it's driving down the same road with no excitement, you know, except for what's in you, you know? (laughs) Right. You you really learn so much in those moments, too, about like when things don't go the way you expected or when you have to suffer some kind of disappointment, you really do learn a lot about yourself in in those moments that I don't think you would necessarily, like, it lends so much to your growth that we, even though it sucks while you're in it, if you can kind of understand, like, this only has to be temporary, it can come out on the other side of this. And I like what you said about just kind of looking back at how much you've grown in a year. And that made me think of just also another like story we have in our culture is like how much we value youth (laughs) and the idea of getting older. I get freaking excited when I think, what is my life going to be like five years from now? Yeah. And where people are like, Oh my God, I, cause I'm I'm 35. So I'll be 40 in five years. Uh That is an age for people that they like, dread and you hear all these messaging about how it sucks to go to older. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in the very small minority of people who are actually thoroughly excited to see where my life takes me in that amount of time. Because like you said, if we can look at the growth that we do in a year, then imagine what that is times five. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad that you said that because that just excited me to find out where I will be in five years because I am 10 years older than you. So I am, I'm 45 now and I will be 50 in five years. So just the growth in this one year, I'm like, Oh wow. Like just in the next six months, it excites me to see where I will be. Absolutely. I think Gary Vaynerchuk made the point um, recently where he's like these timelines that we like the timeline about marriage and kids and where you have to be in your job. Like that was made. He was like, some of these timelines are actually made in a time where like life expectancy was like 40 or 50 years old. Right. Right. Where people were actually like, just weren't living as long. And we still like, like, you know, decades and decades, even hundreds of years later have clung on to, those ideas about the timeline of life. Some of the other timelines were just made, like people like just make up these rules about what your life is supposed to look like and when it's supposed to happen that we Mm -hmm. don't stop to just question like, 
hey, why was this rule actually made? What was the context around it? Does it even make sense for us right. to apply it in the same way now? And yeah. I think if people just got into the habit of kind of just sometimes questioning those rules and then saying like, is this something I really have to follow? Like when I, when I pick this rule apart and see what it actually means, it's not really doing anything for me. Just kind of like the hustle and grind culture of like, you've got to work yourself into exhaustion to exceed or else you don't want it bad enough. I love that we're seeing examples of people who are defying that, who mm-hmm. are building successful businesses and sleeping yeah. um, <laughs> and getting rest and taking care of themselves and realizing like, hey, I can, I can still have relationships with the people in my life. I don't have to shut everyone out and just care about this business. I can make time to exercise and I actually end up showing up better in the time that I reserve for work. Yes, it's like I can live and be happy and still make money. Like, I think a lot of people think that they have to, you know, you, of course, you have a business, you do have to work at that business to get it off the ground. It takes work and it takes dedication. But you don't have to kill yourself to make money. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's another thing that, you know, generations and generations thought that you have to work hard to make, you know, on your couch and money flow to you. It doesn't work that way. You do still have to take actions to, to make that money. But the thought of working hard, hustling, grinding, and not paying any attention to any other part of your life, just to have a successful business is now being debunked by so many new entrepreneurs that are coming into the world that I'm hoping that a lot of people will now see that that is, you know, it's not the case. You have to, you know, you just have to be consistent. You have to just keep showing up. You have to do your thing. And yes, you, you set your goals, but those goals don't define you or your business. Yeah. And I think maybe 10 years from now, I think we'll see a different picture of what business looks like. And part of my, like, when you think about what's the bigger reason I'm doing what I'm doing, Uh it's to really help shift culture and, and showing people that this can actually be a new norm and how we live. Um, and the old way, which most people are still living and operating in, we can kind of dismantle that, that, way of life, which is just leaving us sick. It's leaving us stressed and just understanding, I think too, the fact that like science is catching up to some of this stuff too, what this long-term stress is having on our lives and our bodies and our health and learning techniques to kind of bring that in and cure some of that stuff. And then just the importance of like, what is it that we're like, what is it that we're actually chasing? Like just some like sometimes asking those questions, like where is it that we're actually trying to go? And I think if people stopped and said, okay, when I think about the word success, what does that actually really mean to me? Like we get into a, I think we get so wrapped up and we even, I even see this with entrepreneurs who are having 
the, I like what we would perceive as success, which usually is monetarily like, right. Their businesses might be go, like really doing well, but we see that they're just still in this chase because now that they're earning seven figures, they want to earn eight figures. And yeah. now they, now they're getting invited to speak at, you know, speak in front of companies or like all these various opportunities. So they're on the road all the time missing their families. And I've thought about this, like even looking into the future is like, when is, when you get, when you kind of like break through some of those financial goals that you might have, right? Uh-huh. What, what is the price and what is the cost that you're willing to give for that? And I think we see some of these entrepreneurs even who are doing well financially saying like, this is like, I need to change how I'm looking at all of this. Cause even though the money is coming in and yes, money does bring opportunity and things like that. Um, I think I would have been okay with seven figures if I, if it didn't mean I had to run myself into an exhaustion to get eight, you know right. what I mean? So it's like, we're kind of, some people are kind of having these ideas of like, we're, we are just taught to over consume everything. So, yeah. so yeah. we get caught in that trap. That they're, you know, they're, mm now reaching for that eight figures, but not even enjoying the fact that they made seven or enjoying the seven figures that they even have. It's just right. You know, right. It's like, okay, I made that milestone. That's behind me. Now what can I do? Well, what do you want your life to look like? Period. Doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what kind of business you have. It doesn't matter, you know, anything else. What do you want your life to look like? And that really is success for, and that's going to be different for everybody. So your like your best life, living level 10, you, what does that look like to you? And, you know, when you get there and enjoying the person that you are morphing into at every stage of getting there, like don't be, people are forgetting about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're so focused on that next thing that they forget that hey you know what your body your your soul and your higher self and your body are going hey don't forget about me like you know it's almost like we're running right right away from ourselves yeah and I think that just lends to the overall message about just the things outside of you are going to be the things that fulfill you which is the wrong message. So people that are operating in that frame of mind, they're thinking, okay, well, I got to seven figures, but I don't feel any better. It's yeah, like, we talk, really I'll be happy yeah. when I'll be yeah. happy when my business gets to six figures. If I could just, or like, if you say, if I could just do X, then I'll be happy. If you find yourself, if you find yourself having those thoughts or saying those things, you really need to examine like okay, well, there's something missing internally for me to think that there's some void in my life now to where I need something external to happen to fix it. Because no matter what, if you're always operating from that frame of mind, that the external things are the things that are going to fulfill you, when you get that external thing, you're going to feel no different than you feel now. So that's, that's for me why it's so important to teach this inside out concept of understanding that you can learn how to tap into like the infinite source that you have inside of you for abundance, happiness, fulfillment, 
And when you look at your life and you can, and when you actually embody that and live your life that way, you see the beauty in the journey at that point. And you see yeah. the beauty in saying, okay, this is where my life's at now. I have so much to be grateful for in the moment. Gratitude is really huge in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just looking at every day as a, a, a new a new opportunity to work towards something that that you enjoy working towards. Yes. Have you heard of Jim Fortin? I have not. So he has a, a be do have method. Okay. And he talks a lot about this too that where we think backwards instead of have, most people are in the have do be like mm. if I have this then I can do that and then I will be that you know oh, yeah yeah so that's how most of us think or how we were conditioned to think growing up and very similar you know pretty much exactly what you're saying is the same thing as be do have so instead of you know the previous it's I you know will be this to do this to have that I love that I'm gonna have to pick up that book or is it a book right uh I don't know if he had, he has a podcast. I'm not okay. sure what the name of it is, but his name is Jim Fortin and he's very, that's what he teaches is a lot of, you know, this mindset type of a thing, but it he even goes in more deeper. So, I love that. I love yeah. that. When I started kind of shifting my own perspective about some of this stuff too, it's like, I have been be, like somehow stumbling upon whether it's in a conversation like this or just seeing a random post or someone share a post on social media uh-huh. of people who are really embodying this message. So it's like anybody who's talking about this inside out, it's like, I need to consume, I need to consume what they're saying. Um, yeah. uh-huh. so I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's so true. It's never something external is never going to be the solution to fulfilling you internally. No, uh, fulfillment is, it, it will always come from inside you. It will not come from the next shiny thing that, you know, you think you can reach. Right. Or the online, the, the next online course that might solve <laughs> all your business problems. I've had problems with that where like years ago, I would just purchase courses thinking that that was going to be the thing that would help me break through. Mm-hmm. And my mindset, I was going into it with, the totally wrong, like, you know, the wrong mindset. And I know so many people like that have shared with me, like, Oh my God, if I buy one more online course. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that's funny too, because I think when we're in learn mode, we're not in learn mode in the correct way. We're in learn mode as almost exactly what you said. One is that, you know, you're expecting somebody it's like a magic pill like oh take magic course and everything will be fine Mm -hmm. well that it doesn't work that way you take this course and you still have to go do the work you know you're learning and you're open you have to be open you have to be coachable you have to be okay with somebody saying to you let's look at it differently instead of the way you have been looking at it or pushing your thoughts you know, to a limit or outside of your comfort zone because that's what's going to happen. But no course 
and no podcast and no post, none of them are going to give you a magic solution. The solution is inside of you and it's what you do, what actions you take and how you present it and to yourself and to the world. Absolutely. I absolutely. And I think with things like courses, so like I said, I used to just buy courses and I realized like it was a lot of it was fear based because I think in this world that we live in where we're getting over bombarded with information of people telling us what you quote unquote should be doing to grow your Mm -hmm. business, Uh it can get very overwhelming. And then that leaves you really unsure of yourself. Um, So you think you need those external things to kind of give you the answers or show you the direction. It's like, show me the way. Um, (laughs) and, And that, in that phase of my life, I was really pulled away from my own intuition, really pulled away from that. And a lot of times, some of the things we think we don't have the answer to or that we have to spend hours researching or um, buying a course to answer for us, we have the answers if we actually just get in tune with who, who we actually are and get in tune with ourselves right. and lean on our own intuition, which is something I've been learning to do. Um, as part, you know, and in, in the more recent part of my journey, because that was something I told, it's easy to get pulled away from that in the world we live in because of just so all the information that's going around and just being able to lean on your intuition and kind of help guide you into the next direction of what you should be doing and next steps or what opportunity that comes across your way is going to be right for you or aligned with you that kind of helps you get into the alignment of the, the next right move for you. Um, so now I look at online courses as a, if I'm at a phase where there's like a real skill that I need to build and the course helps me build the skill, mm-hmm. then, then I look at it differently as like, instead of the ones that are proclaiming to have the blueprint for, <laughs> for all your success. Right. Um, right. So that I've definitely reframed how I look at that stuff too. Yeah. I also think that people will buy courses or uh, overwhelm themselves with the free stuff that, and really what that is, is them stopping themselves from putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. So it, Absolutely. So yeah. It's just the fear of, I have to, I have to know all of this stuff and I have to have everything right before. I can, you know, put my business out into the world or do that live or put out content, which is totally untrue. Right. It's like you're getting ready to get ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what someone told me the other day, getting ready to get ready. And then I, I heard someone that. kind of frame that is the di- it's the difference between being in motion and being in action. And so yeah. a lot of times when we're doing the learning and we're doing the researching and we're taking the courses, we feel quote unquote, like we're in action, but we're really not in action because we are using that as kind of the the shield from us to having to really put ourselves out there and be vulnerable and possibly not, you know, possibly make a piece of content that nobody reads. I have so many pieces of content that I don't, that people haven't <laughs> really read. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. You know, so, so do I. And we're, and you're, we're all going to all entrepreneurs are going to have that, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that we create that either won't go out into the world or won't work for the audience that we have. And they, you know, 
we just move on. You move on and you move on to the next thing that does work. Or, you know, we just have to keep creating. And inaction is huge because I, I was the same way that you were. I bought a lot of courses. I My email box still, like, overwhelms me because there's so many email lists that I'm on that it's, you know, we all, we, we want to learn. We want to learn. We want to do it right. We want to do it right. And then there is a point that you'll come to the realization that, okay, so I just spent a year or whatever. In my case, it was probably about a year trying to learn all of these things and my business went nowhere. Right. And you're kind of stuck and you're stagnant and you can't figure out why. Yeah. You're like, oh, I thought I was doing all of the things, but you're really, (laughs) you're just not. Your your email box is, you know, getting a workout, but (laughs) that's about it. (laughs) I've done pretty good at unsubscribing from most email services because outside of kind of some of these deeper questions I've been asking myself and writing content on and, and making podcasts about. I I have done a lot of work on just productivity and managing your distractions and staying focused. And Uh so I'm glad that I've had part of that as as training for me because it has helped really shed some of the, like keep some of the noise out. Um, There's just so much noise and it's so important for each of us to try and determine like what, what do we let in? What, what phase of our life? And I just try to think about where am I now? what is, what is the focus that I have at, at this phase in my business? Okay. Well, it's like, who was it? It might've been Pat Flynn that called it just in time learning where it's mm. like, I'm just going to be the only things I can really afford to take in as far as information wise is something that's going to help me with the skill so that I can then bump up to this next level. Yeah, and like, cause for instance, if you're running a business and you're starting out and maybe you don't have the need or the resources to hire a team yet, you oh. don't need to be worrying about like your leadership skills at the moment. You need to be worrying or how to hire the right person. And I think I see people kind of get mixed up in like these things that aren't going to even matter until down the road when the skill you need to be learning now might be something totally different than that. Right. Or the person that they're following that has been doing for, you know, 10, 15 years has an entire team and says, oh, your, you know, your business will be so much easier when you have a team that you're just one person. You're barely making money right now. Like you're just trying to get it off the ground. You don't need a team yet. <laughs> right. Or that same person is telling yourself. you about the importance of making sure you post on social media every day or where you make a YouTube video and a blog, and then you splice that into various Instagram videos and Facebook posts. Those people have a team doing that stuff for them. And we find ourselves just overwhelmed with the ex like, what people are saying is the expectation of what you need to do in order to have a successful business and what you need to do in order to have a successful business is number one, be healthy. Like your mind has to be in a healthy place. And if the idea of posting on every single social media platform or the attempt in trying to do that is really stressing you out, you got to ask like, is this really me acting in my highest right now? Am I being my highest by having this need to do this? And if it's not, then you've got to scale it back. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, we were, and going back to the the outcome of a lot of things when people are attached to that outcome, we we talked a lot about that in my Facebook group, Elevate, that, you know, the power of surrender and how it will grow your business to, you let go of that, you know, feeling that you have to control the outcome because you just can't. There's, you know, you cannot control the outcome. You all the effort that you put in and you know, the steps that you take, the actions that you take are what you can control. So I freeing is a great word for me because when I realized, oh, I can, you know, do what what do I want the outcome to be awesome? Of course I want the outcome to be awesome. But I have to understand that I cannot control what the outcome is. I can control all of the effort that I put into it, but what the actual outcome is, I can't control. And if it doesn't turn out my way or the way that I wanted it to turn out, then I go back and I look at the actions and the effort that I put into it and figure out what I can do differently the next time to make those, to help those results be better the next time. I I love that too, because surrender is is so hard for people. Because I think one, people have an idea that surrender means like waving the white flag and just giving up. (laughs) And it's not, it's totally not that. Um, It's just your ability to just kind of release the expectations and be, it's kind of like co-creating with whatever life is throwing at you and and, and enjoying that journey of doing that. And I think really what people find when they truly understand how to surrender and then when they do that and kind of like their, their everyday actions line up with that, they realize that what comes to them ultimately is even better than what they asked for. Yeah, totally. So I love that too. Is what you're even asking for the best? Like, I think that's kind of the, that's kind of like where, you have to just trust in life unfolding. And that's why surrender is so hard for people because they try to control the outcome. And I used to do that in productivity oh, with like my calendar, right? I used to teach, I used to follow, have you ever done zero based calendaring? No. So it's a concept of just like you have your calendar and there should be no white space on your calendar because you're, oh. you're literally scheduling everything. And so I thought, (laughs) so I used to, you know, when the week was Sunday evening or something, I would look at my week. I would look at everything I needed to do and say, okay, um, I would kind of have a framework for what times a day am I going to actually like use as focus time towards work? So maybe it's this three hour block of time. Um, what am I going to, what tasks am I going to put inside that three hour block of time? And I just had this assumption that I had this like amazing organized calendar that I knew what I was supposed to be doing. What I actually ended up realizing from that was for me personally, I can't speak for everyone else, but for me personally, doing that was totally fear-based because I was trying to control the outcome of what I wanted. 
yeah. to, down to the minute, literally. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens if, you know, a curve got thrown in your day or, you know, you didn't finish the. Right. Then you're basically. You had. You actually end up, which what ends up happening is like, so I recognize that you have to like, you, you do have to be willing to kind of roll with the punches sometimes and everything on your schedule isn't always going to pan out perfectly, but you do ultimately end up then spending time kind of reorganizing the flow of the calendar. And oh. for me, I realized like that was just, that was so based on my fear of not achieving and then trying to control the outcome. And really what that does too is create so much stagnant energy because new and creative ideas aren't, can't really be born out of like your same boring routine. You have to do things in your life. I call it circulating energy. And I learned that concept from, where did I learn that concept from? Oh, this guy named Matt Kahn. He's kind of like a spiritual guy on YouTube. Uh Talks about circulating energy and the importance of, just doing little things different in your day to bring about something new and something creative and kind of keep your creative juices flowing. Cause if you're doing the same thing over and over every day, your energy starts to be stagnant. And I was finding that when I was like so heavily attached to this calendar, doing it the way I was doing it, it was much harder for me to come up with content to uh-huh. write. Now that I've really released all of that stuff, I get insights for content all the time and then I'll write it down. And then when I have time, I just like, I feel like my content is so much more authentic to who I am. I'm coming up with it easier. It's much easier to actually write. It used to be so hard for me to write a blog post and which was why I really love podcasting because podcasting seemed to be a little easier for me. But now it's like my writing is just kind of, opened up in a way that used to feel so hard and challenging and not being so attached to controlling all the outcomes of your life and just doing that surrender was such a huge game changer for me. Yeah. And, you know, creativity or great ideas or new ideas, none of that stuff will come in if you're stressed out either. If you are, you know, you're, I mean, Going back to that calendar, I know that that's, you know, you taught on that, but that would stress me the F out. Like, <laughs> right. Well, thinking about not having space in my calendar. I'm like, oh, then I, have, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I evolved funny. obviously from that. And the funny thing was, was like, I love looking back on my journey and seeing like, like you said, what you grow from. And then like my next involvement from that zero-based calendaring, which is a very popular concept in productivity that so many people use. And I realized that not everyone is like, like meant to calendar like that, right? Yeah. Then I would t- call like planning to be spontaneous because I realized like you can't schedule that. It's like impossible to schedule everything. So I would schedule pretty much my week, like my weekdays. I would leave zero. I wouldn't put anything on my calendar on the weekend unless it was like an actual appointment that I had. Um, and then I just would on the weekends, give myself the space to just do whatever the heck I felt like in the moment. Um, and now I'm realizing that there's more now that I'm really kind of reframing on just the everyday, like small habits that make a big change. I don't have, I don't do my calendar. Like I, I put appointments on my calendar. And that's yeah. it. 
I don't fill it up with like, what task do I need to finish on my business today? How long is it going to take? What day of the week am I going to do it? And I feel like I get so much more done and there's so much more ease in what I'm doing. Yeah, well, and the energy is different. It's flowing different. So you're, you know, it's easier to do the task when you feel like you have some control. I don't want to say control because we don't, well, you you have control over your time, you know, but you feel like you have the space to breathe instead of, that's how I would feel anyways, that I felt, you know, I would feel like I had more space to breathe knowing that, you know, yes, these are the things that I have to do today, but it, I don't have to do it between three and four. I, I can, you know, I can do it when, when I'm ready to do it. Oh, it just, these are the things that I want to get done today. Yeah. And, that's, that's how I look at it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So uh, this was an awesome conversation. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. We talked about some really good, good stuff here. This stuff excites me. We did. We talked about some great stuff. We hit a lot of, you know, a lot of different points, a lot of, you know, things that could sprout entirely their own episode on. <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, so let's tell everyone how they can find you, Mary. Sure. So my business is called Abundantly Being. My website is at abundantlybeing.com. And then my main social media platforms that you can find me on same handle at abundantly being is Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Um, and I'm also, my aim for this year is also growing a networking group of entrepreneurs who like, who resonate with this message of kind of questioning these rules, wanting to see a new norm of how business is done wow. and wanting to really collaborate with like-minded people. And so I do have a um, group that I'm launching on Mighty Networks. It's just called Abundantly Being Entrepreneurs. So if anyone is just interested in kind of collaborating and connecting, I would love to, would love to meet you. That's amazing. That sounds like a great, great group. So is, what did you call it? Mighty Networks? Yeah, Mighty Networks. It's a, it's actually a platform that was made solely for the purpose of like businesses or creators or entrepreneurs or coaches building communities. I wanted to take it off Facebook because, um, my first instinct, like my first thought was like, Oh, build a Facebook group. That's what everyone's doing. Right. Um, well, anytime I say that's what everyone's doing, I have to like pause and say, is that actually the right move for what I want to do? Um, so mighty networks is its own platform. They do have an app, which is great. Um, and it's, it's, I'm going to make our own uh, sacred space on the web. That's kind of away from Facebook and all the stuff that happens on there, because as much as like, you can really kind of curate Facebook to be, to be a better experience and not kind of like kind of block out the negativity. There's still Mm. so much negativity that lives on that platform. So I wanted to really create a space away from that. Um, and it's, yeah, Mighty Networks is pretty cool. Wow. That's great. I'll have to check that out. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming today and I appreciate it. And this talk was amazing. And I can't wait to check out your, your group and maybe you'll be back and we'll talk about some other of those crazy things that we the just one, talked about. The one million things. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on your show. 
And I'm oh. looking forward to to it launching. I love the name of your show. So well, thank you. you'll have some exciting stuff and I'm excited to tune in. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mary. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.